Well, Peter Rukavina has joined us once again here on Main Street for Off the Beaten Track. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Good, and today, everything I ever wanted to know about iced tea. Absolutely everything. <laughs> this is amazing. What, what, what made you think of doing iced tea? Well, I had a, a life-changing experience, let's call it. Uh, about 10 years ago, I lived in El Paso, Texas for about four months. Oh. And the first day I was in El Paso, we walked into a restaurant called Arnold's, which is sort of your classic Mexican downtown El Paso restaurant. And the waitress came before we even ordered and slapped down a big pitcher of iced tea on the table. And then as we ate, the iced tea just flowed freely, and we noticed on the check there was no item for iced tea. And apparently in Texas and throughout much of the southern U.S., iced tea is just served like they serve ice water here. Just like water, yeah. And the nice thing about it was that it was unsweetened iced tea. And uh, that was sort of my first experience of unadulterated iced tea, and, and I, I got a hankering for it. <laughs> you fell in love. And then, of course, I came back to Canada, and I, I was subjected to this bluch that is Canadian iced tea, this sweetened iced tea that we have here. And I decided it was finally time to figure out why the difference. Why why do Americans like their iced tea unsweetened, and we Canadians seem to prefer it sweetened? So. And to explore this topic, you actually researched the history of iced tea. Michael. Well, I figure I had to start somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. started at the beginning. Why not? So I went to the web, and I typed in simply history of iced tea. I found the first hit on my web search was a page to a page on the Canadian International Trade Tribunal website, and it was a reference to a case called, and I quote, Pepsi-Cola Canada Limited and Pepsi-Cola Canada Beverages West v. the Deputy Minister of National Revenue v. Coca-Cola. Uh, it goes on at great length about tea and the history of tea and whether tea's a beverage or whether it's not a beverage and whether that switches when you when you make it iced tea and put it in a bottle. Uh, there were expert witnesses called. It was you know quite a heated debate. And one of the expert witnesses at this trade tribunal was a guy named Peter Goggi, who who seems to be talked about in the trade literature as the god of tea in North America. He's the head tea buyer for Thomas J. Lipton in the states. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned in his testimony actually that iced tea was invented in 1904 at the World's Fair in St. Louis. 1904. Okay. Yeah. I decided I had to find out more about this, and uh, I went to the web, and I searched for World's Fair, Ice Tea, St. Louis, uh, so on and so forth. The way the story seems to go, and I found several hundred references, actually, to this, mostly on tea company websites, was that in 1904, there was a pavilion at the World's Fair from the country of India, and they decided they were going to give away tea samples. Well, as it happened, in St. Louis, during the World's Fair, the temperature shot up and no one was interested in drinking tea, <laughs> a hot beverage, of course, at the time, exclusively. And so they decided, because they had all this tea and they didn't want to take it back to India, presumably, they dumped ice in it and so was born iced tea. That is how it began. That is how it began. Now, all of these stories on the web made references to a man named Richard Bleckenden. And he was variously called, depending on where you read it, a, an Indian tea merchant, uh, an English tea representative, a tea salesman, the representative of the Assam Tea company, and I decided before I went on any further, I had to find out more about this brilliant Richard Bleckenden, <laughs> the, the inventor of iced tea. So, what I love about you, Peter, you're never, no stone was left unturned. Well, I, I, I was very uh, uh, thankful that a, a very nice woman at the St. Louis Public Library did some research on my behalf, and she actually dug out something from a 1904 publication called the World's Fair Bulletin, which I gather was sort of a newsletter uh, about the World's Fair in St. Louis, and I quote from, from that uh, World's Fair Bulletin, Mr. R. Bleckenden, British India's Commissioner General to the World's Fair. So that was his position, okay. and, and the bulletin went on to say, India's display at the exposition will be made by the India Tea Association and will include not only tea, but many other staples of the country. So, And you actually caught up with a relative of this person. Well, I decided, you know, because everyone was saying the same thing, they're all on the same page, I, I, I needed independent confirmation. Sure thing. So, uh, I did a little bit of genealogical research, and uh, this doesn't reflect anything but random luck on my, uh, on my part. I found a guy in Doncaster in the United Kingdom named Gerald Johnson Fox, 
and uh, I sent him an email, and it turns out that he's, in fact, Richard Bluckenden's first cousin three times removed, and he confirmed this iced tea invention story. <laughs> so he's not perhaps completely unbiased, but at least I had someone from another continent confirming it. So. Now, were there any contradictions to the Bluckenden theory? <laughs> well, everyone was on the same Bluckenden page, but for the fact that uh, I found a U.S. patent application, actually. Uh, a guy down in South Carolina named Harold Miller developed a, a machine to be used in restaurants to fresh brew iced tea. And when you apply for a patent, you have to give a lot of background about the, the nature of what you're dealing with. And one of the things he mentioned, and I, again, I quote from his U.S. patent application, according to one account, the beverage had its origins in the late 1800s as iced tea a la Russe and was so named because it was served in tall glasses as the Russians served hot tea. So there's a little bit of a contradiction there with the uh, Bluckenden theory, but I decided I was never going to get the definitive answer, and I better get back to answering the sweetened versus unsweetened <laughs> question first. So. <laughs> all right, so what is the sweetened? Uh, what's the Canadian perspective on all this? Well, I talked to a woman named Daniel O'Rourke. She's executive director of the Tea Council of Canada, which is the tea trade organization. She told me some interesting things before she got on to the sweetened unsweetened uh, difference, which sort of led some evidence to that fact. First of all, the big difference between Canada and the U.S. is not necessarily the sweetened, unsweetened, but it's more the hot versus cold. Canadians, we Canadians, drink 90% of our tea hot and 10% cold. Okay. In the States, it's almost completely the reverse. It's 80% cold and 20% hot. Is that right? So we're big uh, hot tea drinkers. The Americans are big cold tea drinkers. Well, I guess in the southern U.S., you'd be sucking back the ice Yeah, but yeah. Even, even in the northern states, the same thing applies. You cross the border, and all of a sudden, you're into cold tea land. Oh, that's so. interesting. Now, another thing Danielle told me is that because when you're drinking hot tea, your taste buds are more turned on, uh, so to speak, uh, we need a higher-quality tea here in Canada. And so we tend to get higher-quality teas from India, Sri Lanka, and Kenya, while down in the states, they tend to get lower-quality teas from Argentina, Indonesia, and China. Now, one of the interesting things about those three American uh, import teas is that they actually, although they're said to be a lower quality tea for making hot tea, they actually make a better iced tea because they produce a clear iced tea, and apparently Americans are obsessed with having their iced tea very clear. So, so uh, that sort of cleared up the, the difference on the hot versus cold, if you will. And uh, then I went in to talk to Daniel about, about this whole difference between the sweetened and the unsweetened. First, she confirmed that, in fact, you'd be hard-pressed to get unsweetened iced tea here in Canada anywhere. So it is really a national thing in Canada. And she said uh, that it was a national thing in the States as well. She said that culturally, Americans, because they're cold tea drinkers, uh, it's a long-standing tradition there. Here in Canada, we really didn't start to drink cold tea uh, in a serious sort of fashion until ready-to-drink bottled iced teas came out in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. And in that case, it was seen as a soft drink replacement. You wouldn't drink Pepsi or 7-Up or Mountain Dew or Coca-Cola, you drink iced tea. And people expected that sort of beverage to be sweetened, and so that's really how it ended up in bottles that way. And then in restaurants, they just followed suit, and, and that's how we came to have sweetened iced tea here in Canada versus the, uh, the tradition of unsweetened iced tea down in the States. So did you talk to folks in the States about the unsweetened tradition? Well, I had to, you know, I figured if I was going to get the Canadian perspective, I better go get the, the equivalent American perspective. So I, I talked to Daniel O'Rourke's counterpart at an organization called the Tea Association of the USA in New York City. The first thing he said, he put the kibosh on this whole Canada sweetened U.S. unsweetened thing. Oh, which really? Which had been my big assumption, and, and Danielle had suggested that was the case. He said, yes, in the northeast U.S., so in New England and, in fact, out to the Pacific Northwest, that is true. Americans like their tea unsweetened. They tend to serve it unsweetened on the table with sweeteners available if you want to sweeten it to your own taste. But he said in the south, it's actually served sweetened, and, in fact, it's not called iced tea at all. It's called something called sweet tea. 
And uh, that tends to be in what he called the deep south. He said, in fact, that the, the brew process, the way you make iced tea down there, or as they call it, sweet tea, is completely different. And they add sugar while the water's hot in the brew basket in restaurants. So it's a completely different sort of thing. And apparently there's something of a, an American uh, thing about this. The, you know, Southerners think that it's properly served sweetened and, and Northerners think that it's unsweetened. So, you know, there's some dividing line there. And, uh, and I guess that became, unfortunately, my next obsession. <laughs> A lot of obsessions. So you did a kind of a survey here. I figured I had to find, you know, where is this dividing line? We knew about the Canada-U.S. border, but I did a, a, a survey, and I'll give you the, the short results of this survey. I, I was able to get in touch with the restaurant associations in 23 United States states. I found a list of their email addresses. I sent off an email, and my question was, if I walked into a restaurant in your state and ordered iced tea, what would I get? So I heard back again from 23 states, and I found that tea is served unsweetened in Alaska, Puerto Rico, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, New York, Ohio, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Colorado, Washington State, Idaho, and Arizona. So that's the unsweetened. It tends to be in the north and the west. Right, okay. It's offered both sweetened and unsweetened. So if you went into a restaurant, they'd say, would you like that sweet or unsweet? In Texas, Louisiana, Wyoming, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Washington, D.C. So we're moving south here now. Mm-hmm, we're getting mm-hmm. towards the sweet tea bulkhead, and that is in Mississippi, Tennessee, Virginia, and Alabama. So that's a, those, those four states responded and said, definitely if you went into our state and you ordered iced tea, you'd get it sweetened. So, okay, you mentioned that uh, you're not too fond of the sweetened variety. Have you been able to find some unsweetened iced tea on PEI? Well, much to my happiness, I was up at uh, uh, the Lobster Supper Place in, in uh, Northwest Dakota, the world-famous Lobster Supper Place up there. I ordered iced tea, and much to my surprise, they said, would you like that sweetened or unsweetened? So... I was very satisfied with that. In fact, yesterday I gave the manager up there a call, and, and he spoke with great pride about the unsweetened iced tea they have up there and said that it was his preference, and they'd always served it that way. So now I have an outlet for my fashion. <laughs> Peter, as always, you took us somewhere where I didn't think I was going to go, but uh, with interesting results. I appreciate it. Thank you.